We've got a jam-packed NFL Live on tap today. Patriots head coach Bill Belichick spoke about the return of Bill O'Brien and how he can help get their offense back on track. New offensive coordinator in Los Angeles, Kellen Moore. He comes there after several years organizing the Dallas offense. Hear about his vision for Justin Herbert and that talented crew of pass catchers around him. Meanwhile, life after Rodgers has begun for Green Bay. Jordan Love, the new man under center for the Packers, will take a look at their new look offensive attack. And with that, we say hello. Welcome in NFL Live. I am Gil Gates. We've got Jeff Darlington. We've got Rob Ninkovich. We've got Herb Edwards. And we've got Dan Orlovsky showing up just in the nick of time. I just Let's have a show today, bud. You <laughs> have been fined by Tom Coughlin for your wow. arrival today. Yeah, I would be working for free today if I was playing for <laughs> Coach Coughlin. It's okay. Well, we're glad you made it we're here. on time for go. the show. It's Let's great to have you here in studio. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers as the Jets continue their OTAs today. And while Rodgers was limited to that lingering calf issue, he continues to be the talk of the town for his new team. Here's his head coach, Robert Sala. I think he's getting more comfortable in the offense. You know, it's interesting with the way Hackett, uh, you know, he, he puts a lot of onus on them knowing the defense and understanding what's going on in terms of it's just not just progression, it's understanding global, from a global standpoint. I think he's taking it all in and uh, obviously he, he had a lot of success in, in this this particular system with regard to being with Lafleur and uh, Green Bay, but he's been good. He's been attacking it for sure. Uh, as we just heard from Robert Sala, Rodgers is reunited with offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. He worked together, uh, they worked together for three years in Green Bay, 2019 to 2021. Have a fist for a three-year run. Two NFL MVPs, 111 passing touchdowns, and 13 picks. That is Madden Bananas numbers good. That's the most <laughs> passing touchdowns and, of course, the most wins of the starting quarterback in the NFL during that stretch. Dan, what do you, when you look at this team, though, what needs to happen for that offense to yeah. maybe not be that good? But to excel. Well, that relationship between Aaron and Nathaniel Hackett's important, but it's not the most important. It's Aaron and Garrett Wilson. Mm. And it really comes down to one route for those two. And if you go back to Aaron's time with Devontae Adams, it was that that go route or the fade route where they put him by himself one-on-one -on -one and there's really no, no thing as you're covered, right? Mm. This is the top of the screen, one-on-one. -on -one. Now, I want you to pay attention to a couple of things. Ball is out of Aaron's hands. Devontae is not looking back for the ball right now. He is going downfield trying to win. Peaks at the last second. Aaron takes a little air off the football, throws on his back shoulder. Another one up top. Now this is going to be a little bit of a two-on-one coverage. Now ball is out of Aaron's hands again. Devontae has not yet peeked back at the football. He's trusting. Aaron's going to see it. Pins it on his back shoulder before that safety gets ridiculous. over there. Now the nice thing is Garrett's very good at the line of scrimmage. Now this is going to be a little bit of a red zone, but watch how he wins so quickly at the line. Ball's going to get out of the quarterback's hands, but he is still trying to win essentially down the field, having late eyes back to the football, and then he peeks. Now this is again a wide open. But to get on the same, and here's the biggest thing. Garrett's got to earn that from Aaron. Garrett has to go prove that to Aaron because, and Coach knows this, and Nico knows this, you know, there, in many ways, there is no you're covered. Aaron yeah. doesn't believe in that when it comes to that route with mm -hmm. a guy yeah. like a Devontae and or Garrett. He's going to throw it to a place that the defense can't defend it. Devontae, or excuse me, Garrett just needs to get to that point where Aaron trusts him. If they get that one route, yeah. completely changes their offense. Yeah, Dan makes a great point, um, and this is why you bring in Cobb and Lazard, right? Because they understand the mindset of Aaron Rodgers. And these young receivers need to know this. Aaron Rodgers will throw you open. Yeah. You're never covered. Right. He's going to find a way to throw you open. You just have to understand the importance of being where you're supposed to be. Discipline route running is very critical 
in Aaron Rodgers' mind because he's going to read the defense. He wants you to see what he sees. When he gets one-on-one, -on -one, it doesn't matter what the play call is at the line of scrimmage. If he thinks he can throw a touchdown or a completion, he's throwing you the ball. Yeah. So you better get ready to catch it because the ball's coming to you. Yeah, I'm with Dan on that. I mean, listen, I was on the other side of uh, Aaron Rodgers throwing somebody open on a wheel route, and it was, uh, it was a good play. So <laughs> hats off to Aaron Rodgers and his accuracy. But there's one thing that I could say that the Jets are probably not used to, and that's ignoring the noise, mm. ignoring everything that's the going hype. on right now outside of that building with all the hype. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't drink it, because at this point right now, all you have is a very good quarterback that's going to help you win football games. So... What do you have to do? You got to work extra hard right now. OTAs, mini camp, going into training camp to where you are playing your best football because the expectations now for the Jets are high. It's not, oh, we should win the division. It's we need to make it into the playoffs and we need yeah. to make a push for a Super Bowl run because they went and got Aaron Rodgers for one reason. That wasn't just to win the division. It was to get into the playoffs and get themselves into a Super Bowl. And that's why being there in the OTAs and minicamps matter because there's a new standard. There's sure. a new expectation on a daily basis. Coach mentioned guys like Lazard and Cobb and Field. This is why I think that route is so important because all they're going to do is put Garrett a ton by himself. Mm, and Aaron, Aaron's, you're going to see less motion than, than in Green Bay. You're going to see more static formation. Aaron's going to get to line like Coach was talking about. And he's going to, are you playing Garrett one-on-one? -on -one? Great, I'm going to throw it to him. If you're going to double team him or I don't like that numbers matchup, that's when guys like Lazard and Cobb are going to have, and I don't want to, like, they're going to have easier roles if Garrett gets to that level where that trust and that relationship happens and it's clockwork at the line of scrimmage. He was a quick study last year, winning the offensive rookie of the year. We'll find out just how much of a level up you can make in year sure. two. Let's go from the uh, Jets to the other team that plays at MetLife Stadium. That's Daniel Jones of the Giants. Made the playoffs last year, but it was kind of a Jekyll and Hyde year for the quarterback. He was near the top of the NFL in fewest picks and completion percentage, but he had just 15 touchdown passes and had the shortest pass distance in the league. His head coach, Brian Dable, talked about how new tight end Darren Waller will help Jones become a more explosive player. He's been a great teammate since he's been here. Again, we're just, you know, he's learning us. We're learning him. Uh, you know, it's a work in progress on both sides, but he's a true pro. I think Daniel's made steady improvements since we've been here. He's thrown to some new players out here. I think that's important is to try to read their body language. And, you know, again, we're just, you know, we're trying different things and trying to get to know some of the new players we have too. And I'd say so is Daniel. All right, so Darren Waller added to the mix, Dan. What are your expectations for this offense this year? To, to be Kansas City light, to be Ooh. the poor man's version of the Kansas City Chiefs, and Waller is the key. Remember, offensive coordinator, Dable's great. Offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, comes from the Chiefs. And it's really going to be about putting Darren Waller by himself like the Kansas City Chiefs do so much, and it's pre-snap information, post-snap matchup execution. In Bayface, I was thinking about all these different places that they can move Darren Waller and get him into matchups that he loves. And, and then not only that, but the impact it's going to have on everybody else, right? You're going to get the potential for Jalen Hyatt, their, their rookie receiver they took out of Tennessee on a cornerback three for a defense. You're going to have the opportunity to have a light box, meaning lesser defenders to stop the run because they're paying attention to Waller, and you get the ball to Saquon or a softer zone. You get Waller matched up in a one-on-one -on -one situation with a linebacker or safety. Teams are going to play shell because they want to double Waller. You can get those RPOs that Daniel Jones is pretty good at. You can get Shep something Shepard, Wandale Robinson in space. So 
it's not all that different than what Kansas City did with Travis Kelsey. I'm not saying Waller is Travis Kelsey, yeah. but that's what pre-snap it's going to look like. A ton of information for Daniel Jones, and then it's just going to be about where's the best situation to get the ball out of my hands and create some significant positive yardage for our football team, no matter run or pass. Yeah, Waller gives them a, 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 a big-time potential player. Right. Um, you you got to hope that, that he can handle all this. You know, the star player is the runner, Barkley. It yes. goes through him. The quarterback, look, he threw 15 touchdown passes last year. If he can sure. get it up to 25, they're in the hunt now. Yep. I mean, they're actually going to be in the hunt because this is a good football team. They're very competitive in this division. They know how to play in a division. Quarterback is a, he's a good player. Not a great player. He's a good player. But good enough to where if he can just complete some more balls for touchdowns, takes a lot of pressure off the run game of the offense. And that's going to be the critical part. Can he make the throws he has to make in the red zone in situational football mm. to throw some touchdown passes? Yeah, I also think this year for the Giants, the expectations are going to be much higher. Last mm. year, everyone really just didn't expect anything from the Giants. They didn't expect anything from Daniel Jones. They didn't expect anything from a first-year head coach. And so now with the expectations a lot higher and paying Daniel Jones a substantial amount of money, you're going to have to see Dayball be an even better coach than he was last year. And listen, he came from the Buffalo Bills as the offensive coordinator. He does not want to run an offense that looked like the Giants offense last year where they were running the ball a lot. It was heavy run. Their quarterback wasn't throwing the football all over the field. Brian Dable wants to advance to a system that's similar to what Buffalo was running. A quarterback throwing the football down the field with a lot of weaponry. So year two, there's going to be much higher expectations and they're not going to be sneaking up on anyone anymore. You're, no one's going to take them sure. lightly. They're going to play them much harder. So I think this season is going to be a very good measuring tool for how good is the head coach, how good is Daniel Jones this season after being paid, and what do they look like with a new tight end, a few more weapons, can they get to that throwing down the field, more passing style offense? Well, Nick, you mentioned a few more weapons. They do have an opportunity to potentially acquire another one as we are officially on mm -hmm. DeAndre Hopkins' watch. And Brian Dayball was asked about the team's interest in the now free agent wide receiver. Anytime there's someone that's available, uh, that's a free agent, I'd say Joe and his staff are going to look into it, research it. You know, we talk about really a lot of different players. Um, so regardless of who it is, uh, that's part of our job is to make sure we're, we're doing our due diligence. All right, we'll use that sound as jumping off point for top stories around the league with Jeff. And we'll begin right there, Jeff. What is the interest like for DeAndre Hopkins around the league right now? Well, it's a very interesting field. You ask about the interest in DeAndre Hopkins because he's already expressed that he's looking for three things. Uh, a sound front office that's stable, a great quarterback, and a great defense. That's obvious. Most players want that. The question is, is he willing to take less money to do that? Based on some of the conversations as I keep digging into this, I don't know how much money a team like the Bills or the Chiefs is going to have to throw at him. Odell Beckham Jr. might have done a little bit of a disservice to Hopkins by getting a lot more money than teams are going to be willing to pay for him. Very mm -hmm. interesting revelation there. 
Saquon Barkley right now also looking for that long-term deal. July 17th is sneaking up on us very quickly. That's the deadline for the team to reach a long-term deal with him. He's currently on that non-exclusive franchise tag for $10.1 million. We're still pretty far apart here. Uh, the real question is if they don't get a deal done, will Saquon come to training camp? Quinnen Williams, another guy looking for that contract, a key piece to the Jets' defense. Now, here's a situation where Robert Sala has expressed optimism. We know that three other defensive linemen this offseason have set the framework for a long-term deal for Williams. It's all kind of laid out there. This shouldn't be that hard. I do expect sooner than later that Williams gets this done. Another Jets player that we can point out here, Brees Hall, the running back. Robert Sala expressing today some optimism that Hall will, in fact, be ready for week one of the regular season. I mentioned this yesterday on the show. We shouldn't really be thinking about training camp as the time that Hall will make his return. Instead, the start of the regular season. If they can get him back for that, the Jets will feel very good about Hall's progress. And all the talk about Aaron Rodgers. What a boost it will be for the Jets to have Brees Hall back looking like he did prior to that injury last season. We're just getting started here on NFL Live. Pack your jackets. We're heading up north with some huge offseason changes. The battle for the NFC North is bound to be one to remember. Dan tells us which players to watch for, and they aren't quarterbacks. Plus, we can't forget about the AFC. The AFC North is loaded with talent. Which players will separate themselves as difference makers this season? We'll discuss all that in more. He's here. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The NBA Finals start Thursday night at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific on ABC with Jimmy Butler and the resilient Heat taking on Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. Our game watch coverage tip with NBA countdown at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. And how about this? Miami Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel had some high praise for Miami Heat coach Eric Spolstra earlier today. Realistically, when it comes down to it, the stuff that I've been able to really get access to with the Heat coaching staff led by Spo, I think he has to be one of the best professional coaches across all sports. You know, I've become extremely invested, so I don't lose any sleep by saying, you know what, Denver Nuggets, why don't we wait 48 years? All right, Herm, our coach, what do you make of those comments from one coach about another? Well, they're correct. I mean, he is one of the better coaches uh, uh, in sports. And what he's been able to do with the Miami Heat uh, over the years. I mean, this guy's never been the MVP as a coach. It's a shame because you're talking about a team's, he coaches teams. 
he doesn't coach individuals, he coaches teams. And this is a direct reflection of what kind of team he has and how hard they play for him. These guys got a chance to win it, believe it or not. No one believes that, but they believe it. Hey, and they believe it, and it sounds like Coach believes it as well. Let's move on now to San Francisco, where 49ers general manager John Lynch said this to Sirius XM NFL Radio about Brock Purdy's recovery. He's just had one session thus far, but, um, you know, we're incredibly encouraged by that. He's hitting all his markers, and it doesn't surprise us because he's putting in the work. And, and um, you know, as for best-case scenario, we're just going to kind of take it as it comes. But, I mean, the, the hope is he's ready for training camp. The hope is he's ready for the regular season. Jeff, what more can you tell us about where things stand with Purdy's rehab? Well, John Lynch mentioned there that he's hit all of his markers, and this was an important one. Twelve weeks after surgery was when doctors told him that he could start throwing again. Twelve weeks after surgery is the start of June, so technically slightly ahead of it. Lobbing balls, nothing much there, but he hit that marker. Once he gets through that one, he can start to throw with a little bit more velocity. But for now, a very good sign when it comes to Brock Purdy's progress for the 49ers. And what a fascinating quarterback situation that is. Let's go to Chicago, where Justin Fields finished last year on a high note. Here's head coach Matt Eberflus today on where their offense is headed. Uh, but uh, we certainly feel good about it. And uh, we talked about it last year with, with Justin in terms of the run game. You know, run it when we need it. When we're down in the red zone, third down, we might need it at that point, you know, during those critical situations of the game. So uh, that's what he's going to do. You know, he's been was working on his own, studying different quarterbacks and really understanding of what he needed to improve on. And he's worked his tail off since that point. Nico, you're from Bears country. What are your expectations for the team this season? Look, I'm not going to come out here and say that they're going to win 13 games, but I would say that Ryan Poles has done a terrific job thus far as the GM going out, trading for DJ Moore. You go and you get one of the best linebackers in the business in Tremaine Edmonds. So then you also draft an offensive lineman to protect your young quarterback. So you look at the Bears, they're going to be competitive. I'm not saying that they're going to win the division at this point, but they can start creeping their way up with some of the moves that they've made this offseason. Sounds like a chance for a big step forward. Let's go to Washington, where Commanders head coach Ron Rivera is trying something different in practices with quarterback Sam Howell. I mean, he's still confident, got a lot of confidence. But the difference I'm seeing really is from when he first got started, when we began OTAs, to where he is now. You know, the way he handles things, his command. Um, one thing that we're doing, we mic Sam up so we can listen to him, the way he's handling the, the huddle calls, how he's handling things at the line of scrimmage. It's given us a lot of insight in, into that. And uh, so it, it's really interesting to watch the way you can see he's stepping into the huddle. He's taking charge, taking command. First of all, I want that audio at some point. But Dan, what do you think about this move? I love it. I've never heard of this before. Really? I think it's a little bit of the Eric Bieniemy impact as well. Patrick Mahomes is lauded for his leadership. You know, when Sam came out of North Carolina, he was a talented player, a confident player, but a little bit quiet. Yeah. This, I think, empowers him. Leadership is learned. The more you are in those moments, now he gets to be in those moments, but also hear himself. How he's talking to himself, how he's talking to his teammates, how he's communicating after good plays, how he's talking after mistakes and or bad plays. I think this is such a valuable tool that if I was another team, whether pro or college, I would be mimicking it because they can only get better. He can only get better at that important aspect of leadership by listening to his own self. Yeah, I gotta have, it's going to have to hold off Jacoby I love Brissett. It, yeah, I'm interested. It's good stuff right there. We're going to have to see whether or not he can hold off Jacoby Brissett as a starting quarterback. Hey, coming up, with Aaron Rodgers gone, the Packers are now Jordan Love's team. 
Will he be able to fill the shoes of his Hall of Fame predecessor? Herm discusses how the Packers should build their new scheme around their new quarterback. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, so the NFC North could see a new team at the top this season. The Lions have the best chance to win the North, according to ESC Analytics, and capture their first division title since 93. That was 30 years ago. They're followed by the Vikings, Bears, and Packers in terms of their chance to win the division. That 12% just feels low for the Packers, it, though, it, doesn't it? It, it, does, it definitely does feel low. I know it's not actually Tuesday. It's Wednesday, but it's the second day of the work week for many people, so it's kind of like touchscreen Tuesday here hey. with our guy, Dan Orlovsky. And here's what we thought we'd do. Run through the most important players, one per team, that's not a quarterback in this sure. division. So, Rip Rule, who do you got? Truthfully, I stole this idea from Mina. Mina does this on her pod, and I thought it was great to do on TV. Shut so, up. we're going to start with the division favorite, Detroit Lions. How good is I that think to Right? You love right? That. I know. Division favorites, expectation. I, I think their defense is going to be improved. I love the addition of Montgomery. I'm going Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay. Last season, Amon Ross St. Brown had 106 catches for over 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. No, to start the season, no Jamison Williams, right? Yeah. So, yep. I believe this offensive line is going to be dominant. If Amon Ra continues to trend to be like a bona fide number one receiver, sure. we're talking about a top three top offense when it comes to controlling um, offensive pace of football games. All right, let's go to Minnesota. Daniil Hunter, Justin Jefferson. It's got to be him, right? Nope, no, nope, nope. Ryan Flores comes over. They're going to play a ton of pressure, a okay. ton of man coverage. Andrew Booth, the cornerback that they yeah. took out of Clemson in the draft last year. Incredibly athletic player, just young. And I just mentioned Brian Flores is coming over going, we want to pressure teams. Yeah. We want to play man coverage. Just imagine if he can become one of those bona fide lockdown man coverage corners. This defense has got a chance to be just a little bit better than expected. Sure. Because that offense is going to be dynamic. Chicago Bears trade for Chase Poole at Claypool. Tremaine Edmonds comes over, plays yeah. middle linebacker. For me, it's their tight end. Cole Komet. Oh, we well, know yeah, that okay. DJ Brown is there from Carolina to trade. That will matter. But last year, Cole Komet had 50 catches for 544 yards. Not outrageous, but seven touchdowns. I still think this young man is really talented. He yeah. just hasn't had the scheme and the quarterback to kind of take that talent to the next level. I think he's got it now under Luke Getze, their offense coordinator, and Justin Fields. He's got to have a big season. And then for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones is there. Preston Smith is there. We're going to get a little bit into their defense. But I was so impressed by that, by that young man, Christian Watson. Yeah, he was awesome. For Jordan Love, Romeo Dobbs is a good player. They draft two tight ends. I think Christian Watson has got the chance to kind of emerge as a Mike Evans 
type of player. If I said Mike Evans too, what do you think about when it comes to his Contested game? catches down the field? Contested catches down the field. Yeah. And if Christian Watson can do that or run by people consistently, yeah. Man, I think the impact on that offense and their football team is going to be huge. Think about how he bounced back last year. His very first opportunity in the NFL drops a wide open, would be 75 touchdown season, and then was awesome with nine receiving touchdowns at one point in a short period of time. No team in the division, and maybe the entire league is going to have to replace as much as Green Bay will this offseason. You may have heard Aaron Rodgers no longer a Packer. Al Lazard, Randall Cobb, Robert Tunyon. Already gone from the offense, they'll be, relying, they'll be relying on some rookies to make an immediate impact. And head coach Matt Lafleur talked about the difference with this year's team. You know, putting together specifically the offense has been a challenge in terms of you know just towing that line in terms of what is too much and what is enough to we call it. You want to have enough ammo going into a game in order to keep people off balance and whatnot. I don't think it's crazy different than, than years past. It's just the fact that we've got a lot of youth at some certain spots, specifically on the offensive side of the ball, has been um, you know, a little bit more challenging to navigate in terms of what, what do we really want to be about. All right, so Coach, the Packers are moving on from Aaron Rodgers and other vets. How can Matt LaFleur best set up Jordan Love for success? Simplify the offense. We talked about the youth, young quarterback, young receivers you can't give them too much you want them to be able to play fast that's the one thing about football you have to play fast how do you play fast don't put so much on this plate early i think as the season progresses they will give them more success always breeds more opportunities uh, you know give him more on his plate you want to get him started remember this guy is in a tough seat he's following two hall of famers mm. guys not one two you brett <laughs> farb and then Aaron Rodgers, and I happen to be the next quarterback up. Well, guess what? They're Hall of Famers. Those fans are coming into town say, hey, man, look, let him make some first downs. Just, just <laughs> slow, slow, slow. On, just slow down. Slow down, right? Slow down. <laughs> at, a at a certain point, you have to understand, if you were in that locker room last year, I think I was sick and tired of hearing about the Aaron Rodgers drama. I think everyone else was sick and tired of it. Imagine being in the locker room and having to deal with the 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 just the, all the noise outside of the building and the distractions. Now this team can move on past Aaron Rodgers. They know that they have a new quarterback under center. We all know that. But let's not let's not let's not think that this kid had just gotten there. Like he has been there a few years. He understands and knows everyone in that building. They know him. They've seen him in seven on seven. They've seen him in training camp. They've seen him running all the scout teams. So I know the Packers don't have a high stand. What is it? 12% chance to win the division, but I can guarantee there's less distractions right now and they can move on past Aaron Rodgers. That's in the past. Now you have a new quarterback move forward and kind of take the weight off your back and just sure. move and focus on this season. Yeah, life feels like it might be a bit easier right now in Green Bay. Whether it's better, we'll find out. But seems things seem to be rather calm for a team that's undergone a lot of change. Let's go to the other side of the ball, though, Dan. What are your expectations for the defense? They better change their mindset. Mm. they, they, they got to stop being so passive. Mm. This is a defense uh, very talented. If you just took their starting 11, seven of them, I believe, are first-round picks. Yeah. I mean, it's time to, like, grow up a little bit and play some tough football. This sure. is a very talented unit, but it's their mindset. It, and so often it's like, and I, and I love Joe Barry, their defensive coordinator. You got to let these guys go. 
instead of, I, I feel like, holding them back and getting them playing. Coach knows this, and Nico knows this better than I do. But holding them back and playing cautious, let these guys go attack. And I think so often last year it was giving teams run lanes, giving teams easy runs. Oh, my goodness, giving teams easy passes, easy completions. And I said it last year that they played soft. And it wasn't necessarily like physically soft, scared to hit. It was like this mentality of here's six-yard completion, here's a 10-yard completion. They got to get to a point where they play offensive on defense and stop playing so defensive and they just sit back because then their talent, I feel, is handicapped. And as a quarterback or an offensive person, I sit there, if you don't ever try to dictate to me what what you're going to do or what I'm going to be able to do, I'm comfortable. They don't ever make teams offensively uncomfortable. That's got to be their mindset shift this offseason. They're talented enough. For for 30 years, as Coach said, like because of the greatness of the quarterback position, it feels like the defense has always been overshadowed. This is the time for them maybe remove themselves from that shadow and be the catalyst for this team. Let's go from the NFC North to the AFC North, where the Bengals are trying to win the division title for a third straight year. That'd be the first time they've ever done that. They have a 49% chance to do so, followed by Lamar Jackson and the Ravens at 25%. Meanwhile, the Browns and Steelers round out the AFC North. Yeah. And Pittsburgh hasn't finished in last place in the division since 1988. Shut up. Isn't that crazy? I was barely alive. Let's go back to the touchscreen here, Dan. Let's pick the most important non-quarterback by team. We start yeah, with Cincinnati. Bonafide Super Bowl contenders for two out of these four. We'll start with Cincinnati. Maybe more. Jamar, Joe Mixon. I, I go safety, Dax Hill, second-year okay. man out of Michigan. This was one of the better safety duos in football last year with Jesse Bates and Vaughn Bell. Yeah. They're both gone. Their defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, really challenges his safeties to be incredible pre-snap intellectually with disguise and communication and then dynamic post-snap. He's going to have to make a big jump with, when it comes to his ability for that defense to not skip a beat. Then we'll go to Baltimore. Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in football. Odell Beckham, I think, is going to have a great year. I go Zay Flowers. Ooh, can Zay Brown. Flowers, can he become Justin Jefferson? Can he become uh, Devontae Smith? Both I of those guys, that rookie receivers, came in and in many ways transformed their offenses. This is a vertical speed guy that can run every single route that you want him to. He's tough. I love his ability to track the football, but then also get the ball in his hands and go make something happen. I think it's the most talented group that Lamar Jackson has ever had. Everything falls on Zay Flowers. All right, so Cleveland, Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper. No, I'm going safety Juan Thornhill. This is why. I just talked about the the Green Bay Packers defense, talented. Juan Thornhill's a champion. That's just the truth. He's a champion. Cleveland doesn't have anybody on their defense the like dog, that. Right? The dog, the leader, the guys that know, okay, we're playing a certain style of defense in September and October, but when we get into November and December, it's got to go up a level. And I think just his mindset and leadership is going to have a tremendous impact on this football team. Pittsburgh, I'm, I just honestly feel they're sneaky, sleepy right now. Dynamic skill position people. Yeah. I'm going to go with the guy that led all rookies last year in yards per catch at 15.4, George Pickens. I love Friar Moon, they're tight end, Najee all that. George Pickens has got a chance to be a, a legit game changer at wide receiver. Mm. A scheme changer that when defenses watch the tape, they go, what are we going to do with him? If George Pickens can consistently play to the level that we saw glimpses of last year, we're going to talk about a guy that's going to go for like 100 catches, 1,400 yards, and pushed in touchdowns. I think he's that talented. If he becomes that the Steelers will no longer be quiet in November and December. And if he becomes that, a big reason will be because of second-year quarterback Kenny Pickett. Sure. He's going to lead the Steelers' offense. He played a whole lot better down the stretch 
of his rookie season. He went 5-1 and one in his final six starts and had just one turnover in that stretch, hosting the seventh highest QBR in the league from weeks 12 through 18. So, Coach, it's one thing to do it nice for a small period of time, but how does Kenny Fickett keep this going into 2023? Well, he's got to build off how he ended the season. And think about the conference he's playing in, though. That's what makes it so difficult. You got Burroughs, Jackson, and Deshaun Watson. Good luck. Those are the three quarterbacks you got to play against. They're all pretty good. I, I don't know if he's as talented as those guys, but I do know this. The Pittsburgh Steelers have one thing that they live on, defense. How do they play defense? This defense will have to improve. I think the quarterback will improve, but it'll never be a quarterback-driven team. This will be a defensive-driven team, and if they can do that, they can be competitive in the division. Remember, every team in this division had the same division record. They were all 3-3. Three and three. So they're capable. They're capable. And as we know, they have never gone under 500 with Mike Tomlin as their head coach. Hey, coming up next, following a heartbreaking playoff loss, will the Chargers bounce back this season under the new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore? Stick around to hear why Dan expects them to air the ball out this season. Come on. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Part two of the American Gladiators documentary at 9 Eastern on ESPN. It continues the unprecedented look at the iconic reality series that which matched amateur contestants against professional gladiators. It was part sports, part game show, but all American. This episode will be available on ESPN Plus immediately following the premiere. Go to L.A. where Justin Herbert's going to have a new offensive coordinator as he enters his fourth NFL season. Kellen Moore takes over for the departed Joe Lombardi. More previously oversaw the Cowboys offense. And the Chargers offense could be opened up and rely more on the deep ball with Kellen Moore as Herbert's offensive coordinator. Dak Prescott's average pass traveled more than eight yards down, downfield last season with Moore as his offensive coordinator, nearly two yards further than Herbert, who was 31st out of 33 qualified quarterbacks. Dan, nobody better talk about this than you. What do you see Kellen Moore bringing to this offense now in L.A.? Justin Herbert will – he'll Justin Herbert's going to lead the NFL in yards per attempt. That would be a beautiful. As he should. Be beautiful. I, I, if, if we had to objectively look at this, we would sit there and say, Kellen Moore is probably one of the better offensive minds in football. This is probably the most talented offensive unit he's ever had. Certainly His up there. Unit yeah. has been one of the best. Three I think you're going to see um, two wide receivers in Mike Williams and Quinton Johnson. Jefferson? Johnson, Johnson. excuse Johnson. me. Um, the draft pick out of TCU. They're going to have a lot of opportunities to make one-on-one -on -one contested catches down the field. We're going to see Justin Herbert be a lot more under center and marrying the running game to look like the pass game, but the play-action shot game. It is going to be a chunk-based offense. And the second thing I'd say this, I think Austin Eckler benefits a lot out of this too. One, as a pass catcher, Kellen will throw him the ball a ton. Two, this is one of the worst offenses in the NFL when it comes to short yardage situations in the last two years. Yeah. They will be significantly improved in those short yardage situations. And Coach knows this and you know this. 
That's two or three possessions a game yeah. that you're going to get for a big play offense. Yeah, Dan, also, Brandon Saley has made very clear all along, everything that they do, every decision they make is about maximizing Justin Herbert. Sure. And when they brought Kellen Moore in, Moore also made very clear that, look, there were some things that this team, this offense, did really well. We're not going to lose them. Justin Herbert has had far too many offensive coordinators and really head coaches, even in college. Two offensive coordinators when he was at Oregon, and then the constant changeover with L.A. now as well. So more saying that I think is a good sign, that it's not just about resetting with an entirely new offense, but finding the things he did really well. You mentioned some of the things with Eckler, implementing those into a new system, but also everything they do is about maximizing mm. Justin Herbert. I think a lot of great points have been brought up, uh, but don't lose sight of this. Um, they, they play in a conference, obviously, with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, that are the, you know, yep. the best team in football until someone shows us they're not. And when you think about them offensively, they'd have, they have a lot of weapons. They do. They have a fantastic quarterback. They got a great runner. We got all that stuff. But defensively, this is where Kellen Moore is going to figure this thing out. He doesn't have the Dallas defense because the Dallas Cowboys defense, two things they did very well. They take the ball away. They mm. take the ball away from the opponent, and they sack the quarterback. Now, last year, Bosa was hurt. That hurt them. That hurt. But this team has to play better defense. They have to play better defense because right now, they're the 28th-ranked defense in football. Mm. That's not good if you're, if you're the Chargers, right? I mean, you got too much talent, and the next thing, and we can say this, and this happened when I was playing, they're always hurt. Yeah. Their players always seem to be injured. It's true, Herm. Some Cali boys I thought, I thought it was tougher, supposed to be coach. unspoken. You Those know, we Cali don't talk boys about it, but tougher, it always, coach. somehow, some way, it is always true. So, Dan, uh, we're not going to measure progress for the Chargers by, like, scoring more points per sure. game. At some point, when you have Justin Herbert, the standard is, are you winning the division or making deep playoff runs? Can they catch up to the Chiefs this year? Absolutely. Really? They, they're, absolutely. They are talented enough and well-coached enough. First of all, they've beaten Kansas City, I think, two out of the last four meetings. It was Last tough. year, they should have beat them. Remember, that's the game Justin got they banged shattered up his in the rib. ribs. And it was like the 100-yard pick return yeah. because the tight end was really tired. Asked, yeah. And to Coach's point, last year, this football team lost their left tackle, two of their starting wide receivers, their quarterback played with basically no ribs, their premier edge rusher, and their prized cornerback for agent signing. Yeah. So as long as they are healthy, last year, this time, this was a team everyone was picking to go where? The Super Bowl. Yeah. Absolutely talented enough. Now they got to go do it. Yeah. But if they stay healthy, this is as good a roster talent-wise as there is in the NFL. Yeah, it's a familiar refrain, though, out of the Chargers, sure. right? It's like really talented but on they paper. Can. They're capable yes, of they doing can. it. Not it's many teams are. It is time for them to break that streak of being the team that was close to good enough but not actually good enough. Hey, still to come here on NFL Live. After a disappointing season by New England standards, will we see Mac Jones take a step forward under a new offensive coordinator? Here why names think the Pats could have a QB competition on their hands. The Patriots brought back a familiar face this offseason when they rehired Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator. O'Brien takes over play calling duties from Matt Patricia as the Patriots look to bounce back from what was a dreadful 2022 season. Bill Belichick and Mac Jones both spoke about the addition of Bill O'Brien earlier today. I mean, Bill does a great job. Um, had a great relationship with Bill all the way back to before we hired him um, the first time. And Bill's detailed. He's smart. Uh, he's got a lot of experience. Yeah. Love working with Bill.
everything he's done so far has been really good. I think the communication is the most important part um, and trust. I think it all starts with that when you're uh, with a new coach and um, he's done a great job in controlling the room. I feel like everyone's on the same page. Uh, just got to continue to do it. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So we know that. And he's obviously ha had great experience in the NFL and at Alabama where I was at. So there's a lot of good stuff that we've talked about and um, just looking forward to working with him. It's been a roller coaster ride for Mac Jones through two Patriots seasons. He started out strong in 2021, throwing a franchise rookie record 22 touchdown passes, and then went downhill last year. He had the fourth worst QBR in the league. He's now on to his third offensive coordinator in three seasons with O'Brien. I will tell you, that sound right there made him seem mm. a lot more relaxed. Nick, you're on the Patriots. The last time Bill O'Brien was on the staff, what should we expect him to bring to this team this year? Intensity. Uh, Billy O is uh, very intense. He's a, he's a stern guy. He's a coach that's going to um, want a specific way of doing things and, and how the offensive system is run. And, I mean, I think we've all seen the clips of, of Billy O and, and Tommy nose-to-nose -to -nose screaming at each other on the sidelines. So he is not going to steer away from anything. He's going to make sure that he gets after every single player and making sure that they're in the right place where they need to be, alignments, very disciplined. Um, so he is a terrific coach, and I'm really thinking that this is a move that the Patriots felt like they had to do to help Mac from last year to this year. It should be a, a completely different offensive look in the way that this team is going to go about running the, this offense. Nick, I don't say this lightly. I think there's a reasonable chance at the end of this season we could look back at Bill O'Brien's hiring as the offensive coordinator as the most important move of this offseason. Yeah. The AFC East is loaded. We'll see what the Patriots can ultimately do. But O'Brien has talked about it. It's a blank slate for Mac Jones. And yes, to a degree, that is true. But it's not a blank slate when it comes to what Bill O'Brien has already done with the Patriots. He is coming in there with the confidence in the system and in himself that should resonate with Mac Jones and the rest of this offense. I think this is wildly important for this organization and really should at least set them up to be at least competitive in what is going to be perhaps the most competitive division in football. Yeah, the, the conversation around Mac Jones will be a lot different this uh, next offseason. So? Oh, yeah. I, I, Mac Jones is a really good player. I think he's got a chance to be a very good pro. His, his season will be rookie season plus. Um, Bill O'Brien can flat-out coach offensive football. So whatever you think about him in his head coaching time in Houston and maybe Deshaun maybe got just the too GM much. part, really, he, right? Yeah, and, and made some poor decision moves, correct. He can flat-out coach. This is my issue right now with New England and, and Mac Jones. What's your expectation level for this offense? Because let, let, let's have an honest conversation. Where do you put them when it comes to their skill position group in the AFC? Who's got worse yeah. supporting cast talent? Honestly, look at their Nobody. offense. I'm not saying they Nobody. should, but like Juju's good, Kasiki's good, Hunter. But but it, who's worse? Do we honestly believe when it comes to the ability to help a quarterback? Maybe Tennessee, maybe Houston, maybe and Houston maybe, might maybe Indy. Maybe, so we're yeah. talking about a team that is a bottom three or four team skill group wise. So I love Mac Jones. I think he's going to be a really good pro for a long time. But we got to keep the expectations for him even under Bill O'Brien, mm -hmm. fair given what he's playing with. So even so, even though that skill group leaves something to be desired. A lot. 
Maybe DeAndre Hopkins could help fix that. But I agree. We'll talk about that at a different time. Uh, you, how does Mac Jones then make that, that step forward? Is it just about the structure that Bill O'Brien provides? Yeah, I think it's the, the structure. I think we'll see calls. Mac under center way more. Mm. I think we'll see way more play action, yeah. way more RPO, and then Mac with the ownership at the line of scrimmage. I've said he's got to live there. Yeah. And uh, people got to stop thinking New England is New England of 2013. You're not anymore. You don't have time. So. I think Mac will be in a much comfortable place, and also mm -hmm. everybody else on their offense will be put in a p place to play well. But it's not going to be like it's going to be in Kansas City, like mm. you know. Yeah, I feel like comparing anybody no. to Kansas City these days is just like you know, or or Cincinnati, awesome. or Baltimore. Yep. Uh, let's wrap things up with one more thing, and happy 80th birthday to the legendary Joe Namath. Of course, Namath made his legendary guarantee that the Jets would win Super Bowl three before the game. So time for us to make our own guarantees for this upcoming season. Go ahead, Dan, your first year. I'm going the Detroit Lions oh. are going to win the NFC North. Alrighty. And they are going to make a push for the NFC Championship game. Alrighty. The Lions are loaded. I think they're well coached. They're going to win the North. What do you got, Nick? Well, I guarantee Joe Burrow's going to win the MVP. Ooh. How about that? I mean, listen, Whoa. last year, the way that the way that th that this team and this city has come around for Joe Burrow. I think that Joe Burrow is going to just set the record books this year. All right, Jeff, you have about one second here. What do you think? I guarantee Josh Allen has the best. That's season what he's of doing. Career. Fast. I guarantee you're back again soon on NFL Live.